0: Hello everyone, welcome to the fourth episode of the Farmer's Market, the Dynasty Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Sports Ethos. I'm your host, Andrew DeSegli. For our fourth episode over here, we're going to start getting going on some minor league performances recently that were either noteworthy, cause for concern, and even some players who I believe to be getting more should be getting more praise in the minors. Um, these are some guys that I've mentioned over on my Twitter, which is at Andrew underscore FBB, where I drop daily prospect info and my nightly notables, where I recap nightly performances. We're grinding over there, approaching 4,000 followers, and let's hit that goal ASAP. So without further ado, let's get right into this. The first guy I want to get into that I believe should be getting more praise and has really been tearing it up lately in AAA, Austin Martin of the Minnesota Twins. Austin Martin is 24 years old, former first-round pick, prospect pedigree, probably the best bat when we were going into the 2020 draft with his just elite approach at such a young age. Um... In the month of August, Austin Martin has just been tearing it up in AAA. In 19 games in August, he's batting 359 with 4 of his 5 home runs, 15 RBIs, 10 stolen bases, and 14 walks to his 10 strikeouts. This is just absurd stat line across the board for him. He has, he has somewhat a good amount of pop, nothing too crazy. Contact skills are really what sets him apart and what got him at such a high prospect level for the twins in a playoff push, obviously going in first place in their division. Uh, I I think I think Martin can provide a spark going down the stretch for them and can be a guy who who can receive a late call up with some positional versatility too. Could play infield, I would say probably could play the left side of the infield and some corner of the outfield. Um the plate discipline, 14 walks to 10 strikeouts is just incredible throughout this month. Having more walks and strikeouts is just an elite talent and skill to possess in the minor leagues so as of late i really think martin can be a call up candidate and this is someone who i really think should be getting more praise in the minor leagues and in the prospect market as a whole the second guy i really want to highlight on this podcast is colorado rockies hunter goodman the 23 year old was just tearing it up in triple a and recently got called up today for the rockies big league squad in um 15 triple a games after he was promoted. He batted 371 with 9 home runs, 33 RBIs, and a 532 ISO. Obviously, the ISO, not too uh, sustainable going down the stretch. 532 is just an absurd number to have, but shows the type of pop he really possesses. Plate discipline, nothing too horrendous. 25% could be a tad bit better, but this isn't really any concern or cause for a fade in this aspect. In one of my dynasty leagues, Hunter Goodman was actually available. So, if he's available in your league, please pick him up. The power potential mixed with the core's atmosphere is going to fare very well finishing up this season. I touched on this very briefly, but in redraft leagues, this could be a league winning move. Even in Dynasty leagues, if he's available on your wire like he was in mine in Dynasty, I put my FAB bid in for, I think it was a hundred and something dollars. I'm really, really pushing for this move. I said chips are all in on Hunter Goodman. I really like the power potential. If he can stay on the field, which is defensive versatility, was really a question mark in AAA. They really moved him away from Ketra a little bit. He only started around, what, one game at Ketra in AAA. The rest were at first and DH. He played a little bit of left in A, But I- I'm really looking to acquire Goodman right now. If he's scooped up, it's going to be tough via trade like i said check your wire this is a prospect i'm really banking on going down the stretch and i really think it's gonna he's gonna pop out and explode going down the stretch for the rockies and show them that they do have a little bit of upside in that system and in that team as a whole with him and nolan jones but and even you got Adele amador in double a now so i like the rockies and i like the farm system they're, they're breeding up right now moving on to the next noteworthy guy i want to discuss we got Jet Williams, New York Mets prospect, 19 years old. Former first round pick. Jet Williams has really taken off since hitting high A. He's batting 337 with five home runs, 14 RBIs, and 9 stolen bases, with just about a 1 to 1 strikeout to walk ratio. Both had 20%, 277 ISO. He's flashed some nice pop in high A in 23 games with the five home runs. He had six in 79 games in single A before being promoted. So I really like the potential here. And he's he's a guy who's really skyrocketing up my board for the simple fact of the cost right now. You can acquire Jet Williams and Dynasty for very low costs with such high production in high A. There's a lot of potential in this bat. He's standing a little shorter, 5'6". But he's a middle infielder for the Mets. I think the the pop is it going to be sustainable at the at the clip he has at right now 5 home runs in 23 games. I think he's more around a 180 190 iso type of guy and that that's that's where I'd place him. The 277 is really not going to be sustainable and what I'm expecting from him down the stretch. But it's not too crazy for him to think if he hits the bigs or when he hits the bigs, a 10 home run, 10 stolen base guy with plus average based off what he's showing us in high A, I don't think it's too quick to jump the gun with his contact rates. And his, his batted ball tools i don't think that's crazy at all so if if you can acquire jet williams and dynasty right now i really would his price really isn't too high the only concern for me in this scenario is the mets farm is pretty stacked in that middle infield with mauricio and now they have luis angel acuna and jet williams but and then you got brett beatty over at third but there's like i always say if you can hit they will find room for you. That's not something I'm worried about. So my main uh, point I want to get across here is that acquire Jet Williams right now. The cost is not as high as it should be in a, in a talent that he's showing us. Traded at the deadline to the St. Louis Cardinals, Thomas Sadducee of AA was traded from Texas at the deadline. Since getting to St. Louis for AA, he has posted a three forty five batting average, 9 home runs, 20 RBIs, and 2 stolen bases. in. 23 games so he has nine home runs and 23 games for st louis and he had 15 93 games for texas texas is really kicking themselves for their deadline they've had they've dealt cole reagan's and thomas sadducee both have really turned it up since leaving the organization um sadducee someone i'm i'm really liking in dynasty and i'm moving about my rankings a lot the batting average upside he's posted and showed along with 391 iso while he's been in st louis the unexpected pop from him again like jet williams i wouldn't say that this was is a sustainable power output for them but it's something you like to see and it's something you're going to move forward while you evaluate the prospect along with the high batting average upside now some power upside into that and the plate discipline has improved drastically since being traded 12.7% 12.7% walk rate opposed to his 8.1% walk rate with Texas in 93 games. I'm really liking what I'm seeing at Thomas Sadducee. Uh Some positional versatility, both second and third. The 21-year-old showed some prowess at those positions. I would say just a well-rounded player. I really like what he brings to the table. And I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a call-up next year for Sadducee, but this is something very noteworthy and I wanted to at least mention. I'd be remorse if I didn't within this podcast. He should be at that level of the Jet Williams of the world. So let's get over to the flip side of things that I really wanted to get into here is the cause for concern performances that I've been seeing across the minor leagues lately. Um, The first guy I want to get into, Drew Jones, Arizona Diamondbacks, first round pick, second overall pick right after Jackson Holiday. He really has struggled since being promoted to single A and even in CPX, he wasn't playing too well. For single A right now, batting 187, one home run, six RBIs, two stolen bases, 30% strikeout rate. The only plus in this uh, profile is the 12.8% walk rate. It's the only thing really going for him in this this scenario. 0.067 ISO. When he was being drafted, the main sell for him was he was supposed to be a home run speed guy, get stolen bases and hit home runs with plus average. He has really not shown any of that so far. The speed is a bit of a letdown, only two stolen bases, and usually that's where the the struggling hitters make up for their their lack of hitting. They, get, they steal bases. One home run. Nothing really there. I'm a little concerned. He's still very young, just 19 years old. Even though I am concerned, I look at this as a buy low opportunity on Drew Jones. I don't think you would have to give up too much if you wanted to acquire him. Owners are probably very, very displeased with what they've been seeing for him in single a if you can acquire him below market value and below cost i would absolutely do it in dynasty leagues and yeah i i'm not totally out on Drew jones but i'm looking i'm looking to buy the dip for sure i think there's this could be a lottery ticket for you if you capitalize correctly the next one i'm going to mention i wouldn't say it's a a red flag or anything like that but it's something i wanted to bring up for uh just to keep your eyes on paul Skeens made his double a debut on the 26th and he could not get out of the first inning. He allowed three hits, two runs, two walks, and struck out two batters in point two innings for Double A in Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, like I said, this isn't a cause for concern really. I think Skeens is still a generational pitching prospect with an electric fastball and sinker. But I just I think this is something we should keep an eye on. Getting he got blown up like that first first Double A start. You really want to see what he can do when he ramps up against better competition, and how that stuff in his fastball and everything like that translates. I just think he really needs to develop his his, um, his other pitches outside of his fastball if he wants to guarantee success against these higher-level players and hitters because it's, it's a different game. Every level you get promoted, every level you go up in the minor leagues, and even when you get to the MLB, every level is different. There are more talent as you climb the ladder, obviously. So I just want to see how he settles into his next start. I know the Pirates are saying that they're going to limit his innings down the stretch because of the huge workload he had for college this year. He's already had four and two-thirds innings. They said they're going to keep him around 20 for the rest of the season, I believe. So you're going to get a small sample size from him, but this this was not a good start from Skeens, obviously. So we're going to look on to the next one and hope he he can turn around for double-A. The third guy we're going to get into here is another Pittsburgh Pirates guy. We got Tamar Johnson. 19-year-old, former first-round pick again. He's in high A right now, and I really want to start this off by saying I'm not as sold as others are on Tamar Johnson. I'm, I'm a little skeptical right now, and I'm going to break down why exactly that is. So right now for high A, he's played 20 games. He's batting 197 with four home runs, 10 RBIs, and two stolen bases. He has a 26.4 strikeout percentage, 21.8 walk percentage. The walk percentage is very impressive. Anything above 20 is just incredible in the minors. But the K percentage is a little bit high. He's not hitting for average in a a bit of a smaller frame at 5'8". Not stealing too many bases, only at 2 in 20 games. He had 7 in 75 games for single A. I'm not really as sold. The strikeout rate's a little too high for me. I need to see more average production. His averages across the board have not been impressive. 130 in the CPX, 275 in single A, 244, and then 197 in high A now. I'm just not as impressed as others are on Tamar Johnson, and I think that there is cause for concern that he might not be living up to that first-round hype that um, that he's being held to. And I think that... If people are still valuing him in your dynasty, I'd, I'd look to, to move him in a deal. I'm not sold, and I'm not really too happy on what I've seen from Tamar Johnson. The main thing I'm really looking for from Tamar Johnson, for me to really turn around my opinion of him, is he's got to hit for better average. I'm fine with the home run projections and stolen base projections if he continues on this pace, if he's a plus average hitter. He needs to find a way to get the average up, and that's that's the only way I'd say I'm back in on him, and right now I'm, I'm not in. I am definitely preferring guys like Adele Amador, which is one of my favorite prospects in all of the minor leagues, over Tamara Johnson in the long run. So I would look to capitalize and, and potentially move him if you can in Dynasty. I appreciate you all for listening to my fourth episode here at the Farmer's Market, a Dynasty baseball podcast brought to you by Sports Ethos please go follow me over on Twitter at Andrew_FBB. underscore FBB. Stay tuned for future episodes and future ideas I might have. I, if I'm taking suggestions on Twitter. If you have them, please either at me under a reply, just tweet at me in general, any ideas you have for podcasts that you want to see. Thank you all for listening. Peace out. See you next time.